Edward, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Ooh. Annie. <laughs> sure. That wasn't well, that wasn't where my Tuesday was at, but I'll do it. Happy Tuesday, girl. Oh, I and we're both out loud. I have a, you said girl at the end, which is I went running outside on Sunday and it's oh. cold. It was my first cold run. I've pretty much avoided running in the cold. Too, yeah. too long, some would say. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to do this because, you know, I have that goal to do 55Ks this year. And so <laughs> that's like one a week. That's not that, you know. Yeah. That's not that much. Uh, right. If that's like, you know, anyway. It, I got it. I want to just make sure you know that that is a lot. But I understand that for you and where you're at, that may not feel like a lot, but it is sure, still sure, like, sure. holy smokes. Anyhow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. But I mean, it, yes, that's fine. The problem is I really bundled up and probably overheated a smidge. Yeah. And my lungs were not prepared for outdoor running and oh, the heavy no. breathing I do just as a person. Just uh, not even a cold person, just as a person. Just a person and that so needs air I, to live. Yes. I have a raspiness. My voice already trends on the raspy scale. I have a raspiness and a cough from Sunday that has me afraid everyone thinks I'm infecting them. So I'm just telling you oh. over the computer, I am not infecting you with COVID. I ran outside and didn't breathe well. Well, I've got to say that our setup really has never made me worried about personally having to social distance. From oh, me. okay. Because, Great. you know, we've got a whole state between us. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. And we don't even see each other. <laughs> no, we are social distance by, oh, no, there's a new technology we've talked about using and your team has said like, hey, this would be a cool new technology. The big problem with it is I don't want to be seen because yeah. right now I am in a sweatshirt that I got an I think that Brian got in a thrift shop for me sure. 20 years ago. Uh, what does it say? What what made her buy says, it for you that day? Oh, it was sweet. Oh, no, no. she. I forget how she – if it's from Oregon. She was – it's before we were married. She was at an Oregon Ducks game. Uh-huh. And got me – when she lived – when she was in school and I was still in Florida. And she got me this sweatshirt. And it's still the most comfortable, wonderful sweatshirt. Because, you oh, know, you're like great. young. You don't have enough money for like the real – you know. You don't, don't, you're not going to go buy 50 bucks on a sweatshirt. Sure. Did she so buy this, it at a at the like University of Oregon uh, bookstore? Bookshop? No, she may have found it at the game, actually. I'm, oh, that's I'll cool. I'll have to check in. <laughs> yeah, either way. Making a note for our Friday show, I'd like an update on that on sweatshirt. how I got this sweatshirt. But it's yeah. my favorite thing. I don't even really cheer for the ducks. But I don't dislike them enough that it's like wearing a, you know, Fair. LSU sweatshirt. Oh, I thought you were going to say Georgia Bulldogs. I was going to say. But I, I thought, I, why? I understand. Why do I have to burn you? When we both share we have feelings a lot. toward LSU. <laughs> yeah, we can both dis- we can both say, "Hey, I would never wear an Ohio State sweatshirt." That, well, true. Uh, right. I recorded this week with Tim Tebow. He's going to be on my podcast next <sighs> Monday. I know, I know, and and, and he just casually, just very casually, was like, "I mean, it's like the Georgia Florida game," and I was like, "Tim, don't, yeah. don't do this." Does he us. now? Does he know? Oh yes, yes. We discuss it often. And so I've never frozen up seeing someone famous like I froze up seeing him. Tell the whole story. Don't leave out a single detail. I am. This is 15 years ago. I am working at a local college as an admissions representative. So basically, I am selling the school. Yes, the school is called Full Sail University. It's like a, a technology and arts school. And I needed a job and I was working just selling. I was just sure, on it was sales calls. And they have a constant stream of really cool, fancy, fun people that come in for different events and different, you know, things. And they have big 
shows there and they rent out the space. It was just like one of those Orlando things where there's entertainment happening all the time. Okay. And I'm on a break and just standing at this overhang and looking down in the lobby and Tim Tebow walks in the front door with, you know, flanked by the president of the school. But this was mid Tebow run. Yeah. What's he doing there? I don't know. He was just doing some like talk, just something. There wasn't talking like not some. Well, there's like two degrees of separation between everything in Florida and Orlando. So like the <laughs> like it, it, the University of Florida, one of the big um, – oh, I forget what it is. There's like the whatever room – if you go to the stadium, there's the da-da-da hall. I forget the guy's name. It's like this hall sure. where all of the Heisman stuff and the national championships and all that sure. stuff are, right? Um that's the person that owns Full Sail and that person. So it's like, you know how it is. It's like, so they're all just doing this thing. Anyway, the interesting part of the story is so I see him and I tell myself like, you got to go say hi. And I got to tell you, I couldn't move. I was just like, there he is, Tim Tebow. I mean, because you know, you know, athletes are a different level. And especially the athlete of your sports team that you have been suffering with since you were a baby did a thing and was magical and is a nice guy and you feel like you could hang out with him, that's cool. Tim Tebow. So you talk to him. Tim Tebow. Yeah, that's it. And he dropped a little, uh, dropped a little Georgia. Yeah, a little Georgia, Florida zing. He likes to, he he does the kindest. He's such a kind person. Yeah. And even his zings are very kind. Where you're like, right. okay, Timmy, come on. He also, he's kind of the only one because we can talk smack, but in reality, I was sitting there eating a public sub, not sweating at all during the game. <laughs> I didn't put in oh. any effort to make this better. I wish we hadn't already done an entire episode on sandwiches yeah. Yeah. just so we could literally do an episode on sandwiches right now. Well, I think I'm hungry. So I would talk sandwiches right with you all day long. I am I, too. Have you not had I breakfast? I have not had breakfast. Yeah, me neither. What? Why did we not? Do you ever breakfast before we record? I usually don't have breakfast. I'm not what? a big breakfast person. Do you do intermittent fasting or something, or do you just not do, like to I eat? I do. No, I do, yeah. Okay, so your your eating window has not opened yet. It is not. It, okay. The trough opens at noon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it opens at noon. Yeah, I go 8 p.m. to noon. Okay, okay, okay. Or, okay. or I so do 16, eat from 12, 12 16 to 8. 16 hours closed eating window, 8 hours open eating window. Yes, and I would like to say to people who are listening to this that are like, hold on, what is this? I would encourage you to not do this until you read a bunch about it and see if it's right for you and your life and your goals. For me, I have been doing intermittent fasting for, hold on, my volume's a little off. There we go. I think I fixed it. Um, For me, I've been doing intermittent fasting for the past, I don't know, nine months. And it's just been a really good part of the whole health journey for me. Sure. So so people should read about it. But yeah. So right now. Warning. Well done. I know, but I just didn't want people to like stop eating during the day. It's like a, you know, like a doctor. I feel yes. like I, yes. I felt a responsibility to me a year ago I, who would have just yes. had no idea how to do this and have been like, oh, okay, I'll not eat. Right. I respect that. That's very yeah. smart. And men and women, everyone's body is so different. Men and women's bodies are so different. How people respond to intermittent fasting is so different. Oh, yeah. So everybody is on their own journey. I know. I feel I very. I don't think I knew that, that you don't eat breakfast anymore. I would mm-hmm. miss it. I would miss I don't eat late at night purely out of how much better I sleep, but yeah. I would miss if I didn't ever have eggs and bacon and such. Well, but that's why one of the great things is probably once a week we do, we'll do breakfast for dinner, which is like not a new thing. People have done that forever. But when you're intermittent fasting, you're like, I haven't had an 
egg sandwich in forever. Let's Why do this. And- is breakfast for dinner the most? It's the best. Yeah, it is the most eloquent experience every time. It's so uh, surprising. Oh, we, yes. we don't care at all about dinner for breakfast. There's nothing cool about that. Uh, except that there is. And let me tell you about this. Amy. Okay. Dinner I'm for in, breakfast. I'm in India. And traveling India, IJM trip a couple of years ago. And there's this hotel that we're at. And we go to the breakfast buffet. And it's just food. It's just, it's just dinner. Indian food. It's just food. Wow. And the concept of breakfast, it's not like unknown in India, but generally in Indian cuisine. And also, pardon me, India is massive. But the places we were at in India... Um, Calcutta and uh, Chennai, I think, were not like there isn't like a whole different category of breakfast food. So you're eating like rice and some, you know, curried whatever in the morning. And you kind of are like, I love this. I'm getting going. I feel like I'm deep into my day already. And we just started. So I've never been to India. And I don't know much about Indian cuisine. Do they have a specific breakfast? Is that what they eat for breakfast? Yeah. Typically, and I, I'm now at the end of what I know about Indian cuisine, but I do know that it is not breakfast cereal and pancakes. There may be more like yogurts and some lighter things to start the day, but there's also like my friends that are from India are uh-huh. fully eating like last night's whatever that they chicken that they made, they are eating it leftover breakfast. for breakfast. Yeah, got it. And that's and it's kind of nice. Kind of, I kind of loved it. I sort of love the full reverse because you're right. A bowl, even a bowl of cereal at night. So much better. Oh man, listen, a bowl of ce- I can't. I cannot tell you the last time I had a bowl of cereal, and I love it so much. So much. I just don't ever. I don't ever buy it. I don't know why I should. And so I don't have a. I don't have a hot stand against cereals. No, I know it's just certain things. You're like, I haven't had a, f- a French bread pizza in oh, 25 years. Gosh, a French bread. Those burn your mouth like no button. It doesn't matter how long you wait. Oh no! I you know they're it's gonna scorch you. You're gonna scorch your mouth. It's like a it's another it's a different scorch than a hot pocket, but it is a it is a real scorcher every time. You can go. You know what? I'm gonna wait the three minutes like the package tells me to wait, and then yeah. put, I'm like sitting in my college apartment right now telling yes, you this yes. story. I'm like I waited. I'll take a bite, mm-hmm. and man, the heat on that sauce and the oh. underside of that French bread. It is crunchy, but it is fire. Yeah, between sauce and that long, like, a cavern of bread that's underneath, uh-huh. it holds a lot of heat. Yes, and yes. It's got a better heat. Uh, but you know what's funny is you and I are both thinking, of course, of the same French bread pizza, which is whatever you pull it out of the package, oven. Like, have you ever had a, like, a made-from-scratch French bread pizza, like, if you were really trying to make it? I can't imagine. I, I can't haven't imagine either. I, I have. I bet it's so good. I don't even know what French bread is besides croissants. What is French bread that leads to French bread pizza? Are you? It's like that bread that looks exactly like the French bread. It's like you go to, I think it would be available in any grocery store. It's like buy, the long. Is there like a loaf called a French bread, like a baguette? It's, it's not a baguette. Yes, yes, yes. It's like what you would see. I think it's baguette. Yeah, but those, when you look at this, I'm literally looking at the DiGiorno pepperoni French bread pizza, the Stouffer's French bread pizza, and that's not a baguette. I think that might be an American DiGiorno baguette. Right, they've oh, made it huge because they know they have to. Yeah, but I think that to. it's like the the loaf of bread that you see in movies that is always be a baguette. It's I just, always I have never known this till today. I just thought I, I thought that's too wide. That's not a baguette. 
because it's not going to be like a ciabatta because that's just not French. I also think that when French bread pizza was coined, the term was coined, the fact that they called it French bread made you realize that they were already playing pretty fast and loose with the kind of bread. It makes me really happy that French bread didn't get the licking that French fries got during some times in our history where they called them American fries. I'm glad we didn't switch to American bread pizza. Because I think we have... No, that's right. Because I think we've moved to calling it now a baguette, and so we've we it kind of skipped the word French, even though it's clearly French. I am so surprised that French bread pizza is on a baguette. <laughs> I will say, if anybody has any info on this, I'm I'm okay being wrong. But right yeah. now, I'm just walking the Publix deli in my head or well, the Publix okay. bakery in my head, and I can't see anything but that. And so my my thinking is, when you pull that French bread pizza out of the microwave, because duh, it's been microwaved. It's Obvious. it's about it. The width is so wide compared to mm-hmm. when you buy a get buy a baguette and make make garlic bread for your spaghetti Great. dinner. Great. Those are the width of those two breads are so different. So there yeah. must be another loaf you that you're right is a French bread baguette that's wider that I just don't know. You know if if Joy is listening to this, Joy. Uh, oh, f- uh, phone a friend, Joy Egrich Reed. Joy Egrich Reed, our friend who we love, has lived extensively and lives in yeah, France yeah. and also, but was born in America. I think that she would have enough cross-bread cultural understanding to to kind of help us translate this. So, Joy, yeah, if sure. you're listening, I'm not even going to text her. Let's just see if somehow. Say, do you want me to Marco Polo her and see if she'll get back to us? Marco Polo her? Yeah, that seems yeah. fun. I don't even really know what that is. What? Okay. Well, let me just. Do I that. don't need. You know, I'm going to tell you this before you tell me what Marco Polo is. I had a yeah. friend, my friend Isaac, uh, used to always say, I would be like, why aren't you on this? You know, this is back in the day. Why aren't you on Twitter? Yeah. Why aren't you on Facebook? And he would say, I don't need another means by which to disappoint people with my lack of communication. <laughs> and I've always great. thought like, I was like, dude, I am not getting on Marco Polo because all I can tell you is that I already have missed messages on Marco Polo yeah, that I am sure, not paying attention sure. to. I have a text um, okay, that I need me... to return. Yes. Okay, go. To who? To just my friend Teddy, who I love, okay. and it's a big important text, and I'm I need to sorry, sit down and. Teddy. Teddy's a great man. Teddy is brilliant. Great I love guy. Teddy. And all you gotta do is respond. Okay, let me ask Joy. Joy, good morning. It's your friend Annie, but also Eddie Koffeltz is here. We're recording right now on a podcast, so whatever you say back to me, I'm going to play directly onto this podcast. Just FYI, uh, <laughs> we are having a conversation because we want to know: is a baguette? the same bread that is used on a French bread pizza, like Stouffer's French bread pizza. Is that a baguette or is there another kind of French bread that uh, is used for a Stouffer's French bread pizza? We're coming to you because you're the expert in France. And again, I will say I'm going to play this directly onto a podcast when you respond to me. (laughs) Yeah. And we're not editing it in. Like, we don't have time for that. Just She was on Marco Polo six minutes ago, so I feel pretty good about getting a response. Hey, friends, just interrupting the show real quick to tell you about our friends over at Indeed. Listen, I'm a small business owner. I bet a handful of y'all are too, and hiring is important. And you can hire great people faster with Indeed and only pay for results and get back time in your schedule. Ooh, I need more time. 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. Indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates with Indeed Instant Match. Indeed searches through the millions of res- I mean millions of resumes in their database to help you show great candidates instantly. And so you can do the part that you need faster, meeting and hiring great people. Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, delivering a quality shortlist faster. With Indeed, there are no long-term contracts. You can pause your account at any time and you can just pay for what you need. With Instant Match, you see a great list of candidates with zero weight. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Four times. That's incredible. That's a lot more. Right. (laughs) If you want your quality shortlist fast, you need Indeed. Right now, our friends get a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash keep talking. This is Indeed's best offer available anywhere, y'all. So get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash keep talking. Indeed.com slash keep talking. The offer is valid through March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. It's, it's valid through my birthday. That's, That's important. what I wanted people to know. All right. I don't want to talk about Marco Polo, but it's like what? A messaging thing? Oh, you would hate it and I love it. And for every reason that oh, no, we have know us. We have talked about it. It's like video something, right? Yes. It's video. Oh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's voice memos. Like you do on text messaging, it is with video, and so it's great. We lo- I love it, but I love that we get get to see each other. I, we have talked about it before because I've told you how interesting it's been for our friend group to see each other all day long in our natural habitat versus like when we just see each other on a trip or when we get together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I actually do put my robe on and walk around the house for a little bit. So, hey, here I am in my robe and my towel in my hair, which is you would have never done before Marco Polo. (laughs) (laughs) Even it's my best friends and I still like, no, you wouldn't have seen me like this. And even Joy, Joy and I talk on Marco Polo a pretty good bit. And and I'm like, sorry, I'm still in my pajamas and my face looks like this and my hair looks like this. And But then you're just like, well, everybody's kind of just getting the real... To We're me, it's it. been interesting how Marco Polo allows my friends and I to get real versions of each other. Yeah. So for as much as I want to be curmudgeonly an old guy about that, that is, I mean, like every, every time that technology can provide quality interaction, it, great, you know, yeah. can can deepen community. Because, of course, it's never going to be the whole thing. We're never. It's never going to be someone sitting next to you having a, a glass of wine and chatting in the evening. It's never going to be that. Right. But. It can get closer, and so great. That's good. All right. Yes, I yeah, won't do Marco Polo, I mean, but that's cool. No, no, yeah. no, you don't have to. But it, the thing that it it we really started it in a couple of my friend groups. Um, we really started it during the beginning of COVID when we were all quarantined and everybody was stuck mm-hmm. at home. And you're like, well, at least we can see each other like this. But the, it's better than uh, FaceTime because you can have this ongoing conversation, just like in texting, that you don't have to. If you don't have time to have the conversation right now, it's waiting for you. Yes, right. No, that's good. But also we went back and forth last night for about six of us went back and forth for about 20 minutes trying to figure out one girl wanted to watch a funny movie. And so we were going back and forth about what the funny movie should be that she watches. Did she land on anything? New Girl, which is not a movie. But she wanted um, she went New Girl instead, started back at the beginning. Have you watched New Girl all the way through? No, no, I've never watched an episode of it. What? Yeah, it just doesn't. I've seen I've seen some clips of it. It's I can just tell it's not my bag. Oh, really? How come? I don't know. 
I, I yeah, just, I don't. Just, yeah. I'm just a snob is why. <laughs> uh, but the, you're the best kind of snob because you're a snob without having full information about it. Nope. I, I could just, I saw a couple clips. I'm like, no, this isn't for me. But people uh, who I know who are really funny have really liked it. Um, I did just start a show, though, that everybody said I should watch. And so this probably leads back to personality type Enneagram thing. When sure. everybody tells me to watch a thing, uh-huh. I'm like, uh-huh. enough. And I will not. It just becomes no fun and I don't want to sure. watch it. But sure. then I finally cracked and watched. You know what I'm about to say. So how I do don't. I do it? Well, the show with uh, Dan Levy and oh, Eugene Levy. Yes. Yes. So, because I don't want to say, because there's little friends listening and yes, they don't know the difference of it. Something Creek. Yeah. P- everybody <laughs> said you should watch Creek. that. Everybody said you should watch it. And I knew that every- a really funny friend said you should watch it. And uh, they were right. And I'm not recommending it because this isn't that kind of moment. And I don't want to freak people out if they're not comfortable with that level of kind of jokiness. But if you are comfortable with anything, <laughs> like, it's it covers a lot of you know topic area yes but holy smokes they were right and i was like well why did i push back on that for six months yeah everybody was right it's hilarious i people i would wonder if i would feel that about parks and rec and you would feel that also about new girl 100 percent. yeah i think that's a great point because i've taken a similar stance on parks and rec where i'm like i hear y'all i watched two episodes and i didn't laugh so everybody says get to season two not interested but so i'm being snobby about it without having all the information but I did yeah. watch two episodes and was never entertained. And I yep. really don't like, I love Aziz Ansari's work. I do not yes. like his character in that show. <laughs> yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. acquired. He's a, Yeah, he as a person is so interesting and so gifted. I think yeah. his book on dating is really worth a read. Mm-hmm. I think he, I liked his Master of None. Is that what it was called on Amazon? Yeah, yes. Or Netflix? Yes. And so I I think he's very talented. I don't have a problem with him. I just don't like that Tom something character. Yeah, that's the hard thing with that show. And the great thing about that show is that they wrote characters that were all so intentionally different that it kind of was like everybody says, oh, that's by far my favorite. Like, I oh, love so Ron Swanson. Everybody, love... everybody has a dislike. It could be polarizing. because is the same maybe... true with The Office? I don't know. Office kind of hit more of a midline where yeah. the main character was The Office. The actual just the single thesis feel of the show and everybody would sit around that. I mean, they all were different. Like clearly the difference between Dwight and Jim is very obvious. But at the same time, I think they hit more of a the, the, the beauty of The Office and why it's, you know, one of the great shows of all time is that it hit they hit a universal funny nerve. Yeah, I could see how Parks and Rec may not work for every single person. I think it's pretty universal. Yeah. It's like 30 Rock. I could see somebody not liking 30 Rock. It's a kind of humor. It's pretty highbrow, pretty uh, fast, not a lot of story in it. Like, I could see somebody not liking that, too. Sure. I have never thought about how The Office is the main character in The Office, but you're exactly right. I I never enjoyed the episodes as much when they weren't in The Office. Yeah, it's just a love. It's And it's a love story. Uh, I mean, Pam and Jim. Oh, yeah. And between it, the. I've heard so many people who are writers on the office talk about that. The funny was always the second thing they would write. They would make sure that if it was a, if it was an episode where, you know, Michael is realizing something about his life and he's having a hard time accepting the fact that he may never be a parent, right. Or something like that, Uh that they would write the drama and emotional part. They would sweat over that, just sweat and sweat. Or if it's Jim and Pam, 
you know, having an argument because he wants to move and she doesn't. Uh-huh. They would they would sweat over that for a majority of the writing. And then at the end, they would sprinkle in all the comedy, which is why The Office is beautiful, because it's actually a drama with hilarity sitting on top of it. Sure. And and in they're in this common setting of The Office. Yeah. I'm just always I love shows like that, like mm-hmm. New Girl. Yes. Like yep. um, I, I just like shows that. Like Mindy Project is another one that yes. I like because yes. they just all feel like there's not, it's not crime. It's not, it's not otherworldly. It's just like, like people's lives are funny. Look at their yes. normal life. Like Mindy Kaling's an OBGYN and Mindy Project. And it's just funny. She's funny. And but yeah, she has she, a very normal life. She like makes herself dinner and goes on dates and does stupid things and is, has a job. And you know, like right. I, I like those. Yeah, I like dramas couched in comedy. Dramas couched in comedy. So like yeah. you're really following Mindy's life. Dramedies, don't they call them that sometimes? They do, yeah. Yeah, they do. What are some other versions of that that you've liked in the history of the world? Well, like Master of None is a good one. Okay. You would think maybe that's a comedy, but then you realize I haven't laughed at all uh-huh, about that. Uh-huh. I, that's not That never actually made me laugh out loud, but I know right. that it it's was not funny. sketchy like SNL. Yeah, uh, right. there's shows like that. There's a lot of humor in the show Atlanta, the show that um, uh, all I can think of is Childish Gambino. What's his real name? That's his musical name. Yes, I can't think um, of either. Glover did. Yeah. You know, Atlanta, There's, it's not funny, yet there's a lot of funny in it. So I like those. So those are I've like the extreme. I've never seen that, but I believe those. You. Those are the like extreme examples. But I think The Office is a good popular example of why people like it. I also think The West Wing was sort of went the other way, but there was a lot of funny in the West Wing yeah. that sat on top of a heavy drama, as opposed to Mad Men that never was funny. I mean, there were little right. little funny marks in it, but there were like maybe one every few episodes. They weren't trying to entertain us at all. In it, They were in a different uh, way. In they, humor. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, okay, listen, I, there's a question. I have a keep talking question. Can oh, I ask okay. one real quick? Because sure. there's one that kind of like pertains because I'm still hungry and I was thinking about it. And yeah, Riley asked right. a question. Riley McCune, MC, C-U-N-E. I like a last name that starts with an MC. I do too. feels fun to get an extra capital letter. Yeah, like well done. You get to capitalize that next one. Mm-hmm. And yep. you're probably Irish. Probably. Somewhere down the line. Yeah. Some There's some McCune that's yeah, Irish. That's right. She asked a lot of questions, but I did. I I keep thinking to myself, is this a great question? Because I've I keep thinking about it. Which is, what's your favorite eating utensil? Huh? Can that be a question? I think Cause so. Because how many options do we have? But then I realized I do have a favorite one. What is it? And that is the chopstick. I in my head I thought you'd say chopstick. Why do you like it so much? Because when you're eating with that, and it's probably because I'm not super proficient, you're probably on a good dinner with a friend you're not just pulling that out to eat you know whatever you made for dinner uh-huh. you're probably like oh we cut dinner in or we're out somewhere so there's always the association when i'm eating with chopsticks i'm on a date with brian or i'm you know you're somewhere that feels fun and also i'm because i'm not proficient i'm a little slower with it uh-huh. and it forces the speed issue it forces me to not use the you know the spoon as a shovel sure Right. That's an old, that's a Seinfeld joke. Um, okay. But uh, so I, I thought it was a good question. I think so too. I, <clears throat> excuse me, there comes that thing again. I yeah. would say my very favorite utensil, 
uh, I've got an everyday favorite and I've got a fancy favorite. You seem to have your everyday. I, I mean, your your favorite is your fancy favorite. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Then, like you're not going to use that every day. It's not mm-hmm. one of the three you have in your drawer. I mean, you probably have chopsticks in your drawer, but mm-hmm. when you're making breakfast, lunch, or dinner, well, when you're making meals one, two, and three, whatever time those are for you, <laughs> yeah. uh, then you're you're picking between fork, knife, and spoon. And if I I'm picking you. between fork, knife, and spoon, I'm picking soup spoon. I love a soup spoon. Oh, a nice big spoon. Yeah, big spoons all the time, big spoons. Because even if you don't fill up that spoon, you just have the real estate to play on that spoon. Right, right. I really like that. And if I'm picking a fancy utensil, I'm picking a grapefruit spoon. I think it's cool that they slice the grapefruit and then scoop for you, too. I think that's very cool. It's like a spork mixes a spoon and a knife. A grapefruit spoon mixes a, I'm sorry, a spork mixes a spoon and a fork. A grapefruit spoon mixes a spoon and a knife. Can you, do you then, when you scoop out the grapefruit with that spoon, do you then eat it with, from that spoon? Yes. But you don't cut your mouth? No, I haven't. But I'm you have sure to think about it a time. little bit. Because uh, it's just kind of like lips over it. So it's not like you're like slicing on your side of your face. You're yeah, just, yeah. Okay. I understand that. I've never used one. Really? I think you'd really enjoy it. It's very fun to watch it really handle a uh, grapefruit for you <laughs> i'm just nut, nuts on grapefruit i go i'm i that's my it's not i don't dislike it but it's not my go-to fruit sure listen so I, would not, I i think grapefruits are very important to be seasonal fruit i think all fruit we should probably eat seasonally but an apple a day kind of stuff you know it means yeah. you eat it year round but grapefruits are really best when they peak and there is this restaurant in denton texas that makes a uh brulee grapefruit eddie where it so think about like um uh, a regular creme brulee how there's that uh cracking layer of sugar on top i understand yeah oh so they do that a version of that over night over a half of a grapefruit and so it sweetens it a little bit and it adds this like crunchy thing dude Good night. That sounds really good. It'll change your your grapefruit feelings. So I've tried to do it at home a couple of times, but the problem is if you don't have one of those tiny torches, let's say mm-hmm. you're an Annie and you don't have a tiny torch, so you try to broil it in the oven, it just heats up your whole grapefruit. <laughs> that <laughs> just gives you a seemed, hot grapefruit. <laughs> I want to joke on you, but do. that actually was like, that's a good idea. Please, my own, I didn't know how else to get. I thought, how do you broil, broil fi- everything else? Broil 5,000 degrees or whatever it is. Yeah. Broiling is. Yeah. And I thought that'd be a good idea, but then it just, you end up getting just a hot grapefruit. Hot grapefruit. (laughs) Big time. And and super disappointed because in your mind, you're in Denton, Texas. You're about to dig in. Right. And in reality, you are just back in Nashville eating hot grapefruit. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, this isn't right. I need a tiny torch, but I really don't need a tiny torch. If I'm going to use it once every seven years, I do not need a tiny torch. Yeah, except until you make your own creme brulee at home, and then you're like, man, that is that is worth it. Creme brulee is so I've good. I've never made creme brulee at home, do y'all? No. <laughs> it is so good, though. It is so Yeah, we got it from a restaurant recently, uh-huh. and you take a bite of it, and you're like, hold on. Is this the best food in the world that I have forgotten about? It is so good. It's very nice, especially when it has those little vanilla bean dot oh, in it. Vanilla bean. Like we're just fully talking about this is a food episode. We're very I don't even hungry. Care. 
<laughs> I am very hungry. But that's why I like Briar's ice cream. I know it's not bougie, but just like plain vanilla Briar's. Put a vanilla bean in something. Uh, very elevated. I'm I need very to know this is such an excellent hot take that like, let's all pump the brakes on artisanal ice cream and just remember that Briar's is awesome. Vanilla Briar's ice cream. I, I would still, I'm like, I don't care how bougie I get. I've had honeycomb ice cream, Van Leeuwen's in Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. It's all very good. Vanilla Briar's ice cream. Yeah. Give it to me. Get, I am like, back at my grandma's house in Treasure Island, Florida, yeah. <laughs> sitting out by the beach eating ice cream. It's she, the best. Every time she wrote her address, did she get to write Treasure Island, Florida? She did. That's cool. Yeah, Treasure Island, T.I. Yep. But also ice cream is super what does that mean? Treasure Island. Oh, sure. Sorry. I was picturing an, an address on an envelope like Treasure Island, comma, T-I versus comma, F-L. And yeah. I'm like, why would you do that? But there you go. Treasure Island. But when All you're right. a kid, Treasure Island sounds like Treasure Island. I'm going to my grandma's house on Treasure Island. A hundred percent. It's the coolest place for grandparents to ever live. Right. Because the treasure is Briar's Vanilla Ice Cream. Uh-huh. And thank you, Grandma. And a little green dish. Did you put dish. anything on it? What's the, what's the um, combo no. with Briar's Vanilla with... For me, it was vanilla bean. For me, it was nothing. I'm not opposed to putting something on it. I don't have strong feelings about it. But as a little kid, it was like little green dish, little spoon, just the ice cream. Yeah, don't you put another thing on it. I'm 100% with you. I can no. taste it right now in my mouth. We got to get out of here. Great. We got to go. <laughs> You've got some hours till you get to eat. Um, all right, Eddie, let's do this again on Friday. I would love that. All right, friends, have a great week. It's a big week. We'll see you back here on Friday. Go wash your hands. Bye, buddies. Oh, I love this. I mean, my dream of being on the podcast with Eddie and Annie is just, it's happening. Even though it's through a third-party platform, I'll take what I can get. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, let's back up. To answer your question... Um, I think we need to really look at the French culture as a whole. And if they heard that you were asking what type of French bread is used for French bread pizza, they would throw their heads back, sip their wine, and cough. Um, no, but truly, like, it, they would never put pizza on their French bread. Um, so I think the American French bread is in the shape of a French baguette, um, but they taste very, very different. Um, So what's interesting about the French baguette is that there is a government like rule that they can only use certain ingredients. I think it's four ingredients. Every boulangerie, which is the French word for bakery, um, has to abide by these ingredients for their traditional baguette. It's also... um, there's like a a price that they have to be uh, sold at that can't vary. So yeah, I have never seen, um, now they have these little things that are, that have like chorizo and cheese, but that's like, that would never be called like a baguette. Um, So I hope that answers your question. They taste very different than our French bread, but they are in the same shape. (laughs) 